As you can probably tell by the title, this month's episode is going to be a little different. There's no guest, no interview, and as you can tell, no zippy intro. I'm going to first start with a content warning. I will be talking about police brutality against the Black community, which may be traumatizing, so I'll give you a moment to tune off if needed. All right. So running a podcast often feels like I'm doing things in a time bubble in that I schedule and record episodes way in advance. And often what's going on in the world right now is very different from what was going on a few months ago. So as such, it can feel very easy to ignore what's currently going on in terms of recent acts of police brutality against the Black community. This episode functions on the premise that racism and injustices perpetrated against Black people is not a political issue. It is is a human issue. It's not a quote-unquote black issue that we need to empathize with. It's everyone's issue. The question is, how are we going to dismantle the systems and the mentalities within us that are reinforced by these systems that are based on white supremacy? How are we interrogating the very basis of the things that we believe in the ways that our systems are currently set up? And that goes way beyond saying, Black people should not be killed by the police. So I've already subscribed to the fact that our country is built on and functions on white supremacy, resulting in the perpetuation of racism. And one result of this system is the murder of Black people, among many other interrelated systemic problems. So all of us need to be involved in abolishing white supremacy, specifically starting with our police system. I hesitated to even put out an episode this month with the risk that it would come off as another ingenuine attempt at pandering or another empty statement of support and that it would inadvertently center myself or very black voices. So I thought extensively about how I could use this episode to not do that and to instead provide some useful actions that you can take. This is why I'm hoping to keep this episode short and provide you with just three things. Number one being some recommendations for black hosted podcasts that you should listen to and specific episodes that I can point you towards if you are trying to learn about systemic racism. Two, referring you to my show notes for this episode, which is a collection of resources. This will be a running document that I will be continually adding to. And three, some brief thoughts with actionable change regarding my own podcast. Okay, so let's start with number one. Here are a few of my recommendations for Black-hosted podcasts that you can listen to. Code Switch, hosted by journalists of color. This podcast tackles the subject of race head-on, how race impacts every part of society from politics and pop culture to history, sports, and everything in between. I can specifically point to a recent episode called A Decade of Watching Black People Die as one you can start with. Another podcast that immediately comes to mind is Intersectionality Matters by Kimberly Crenshaw, who is a civil rights advocate and leading scholar of critical race theory. If you've ever heard the term intersectionality, she basically coined the term. So these two podcasts specifically talk about race, but there's a slew of podcasts that cover a bunch of topics. One of the business podcasts that I can point to is actually hosted by another VFA fellow. Her name is Tegan Horton, and her podcast called Founders Get Funds is all about real funding strategies for founders from founders. She posts an episode each week on a variety of different topics, and she says in her trailer, which I think is very true, that she's unafraid to ask hard questions about how founders get funds. So if you're really looking to get 
stories about founders and also really tactically how to get funds and how to build a business, this is a really good podcast to listen to. So I've linked a compilation post of Black hosted podcasts in my show notes because I'm not going to list out every single one now, but they cover topics from wellness to business to parenting, anything that you would look for. So you can definitely check that out. Number two, the show notes for this episode is going to be an ongoing collection of resources, sources in terms of what you can read, what you can listen to, what you can do. One sentiment to keep in mind with this list is that even though many of these resources are related to actions and many of these actions can be short-term, I hope that you and I can prioritize long-term sustainability over short-term to-dos. So ultimately, being anti-racist is not a list of to-do items, an identity, or an end state. Rather, it's a constant interrogation of your biases and a commitment towards dismantling the systems that perpetuate racism and privilege. So it's great to take action now, but how can we translate those actions into long-term habits and keep the conversation going? I am not perfect at this and I am definitely not an expert, so these resources are limited to what I've seen and compiled. So if you have suggestions or would like to add to this list, feel free to email me at justinegk3 at gmail.com. A few resources I do want to point out initially on that list because they are time sensitive is that next Monday there is a virtual event with Ibra from X. Kendi, who is the author of How to Be Anti-Racist. That is one that you should definitely register to. Another is if you are a USC alum, specifically if you were in the business school, there is a series of events going on that is being hosted by their executive education program. The first two parts have already happened, but there is another part three, which is happening. It's a virtual event, so you should definitely register for that as well. So finally, I'd like to talk over some brief thoughts paired with actual change around my own podcast. I want to preface this by saying from this episode, I'd really be happy if you, after listening to this, did the previous two actions of one, checking out Black Hosted Podcasts and two, the resources in my show notes. So honestly, if you're not interested, I would not be mad if you tuned out now. I think those previous two actions are more important. But if you are interested in specifically learning more about what these thoughts are and what the changes are that I'm going to make, feel free to continue listening. All right. So I describe my podcast as a show about women, work, and how they're finding their whys. And I specifically talk about elevating women's voices. What I've asked myself from the beginning of producing this podcast is how am I making sure this description is spoken through everything that I do with my podcast in sourcing guests, in the language that I use, in the types of questions that I ask, and more and more. So honestly, when I first started this podcast, I thought, you know, it's just a side project that I'm doing as a hobby. It's something that I enjoy. It's a small platform. It's not like I have hundreds and millions of followers. So people probably don't care about my values. But thinking now, I think that kind of thinking was incorrect because it really doesn't matter the size of the platform. It's more about impact and impact is not dependent on size or scope of influence. So I've never said what I'm about to say outright, but here it is. I'm highly aware of the fact that the entrepreneurship community, what I refer to as founders in this season, is overwhelmingly white. White women make up a disproportionate amount of women founders because women of color face different challenges when trying to start businesses. That is undeniable. I'm also aware of the fact that feminism vastly caters to white women and has historically excluded women of color. Specifically, if you can point to the suffragette movement, they intentionally excluded black women from their movement. 
as such, many organizations, podcasts, companies, groups, etc. that say they are for women are really for white women and rarely include and or elevate all women's voices. Because of this, there is an extra level of scrutiny when people evaluate these spaces and these organizations, and rightly so. This extra level of scrutiny has made me very critical and maybe even hyper self-conscious of my own podcast. Because I've said this podcast is specifically highlighting women's voices, are people going to automatically think that I am being political or being feminist? Which honestly isn't a bad thing because I am a feminist, but but I think it's undeniable that by saying this is a podcast elevating women's voices, that meaning is assigned to that, whether it's intentional or not. I was even hesitant to use the colors pink and red for my logo because it might come off as girly or like a typical organization that is for the girl bosses and for women, when all it really was was that I liked the colors together. All of this made me very aware of how intentional I need to, needed to be with this podcast, whether I liked it or not. With all this in mind, I knew that I could not just have one face and perspective represented. That it wasn't just about a diversity of guests, but about engaging in a constant interrogation of who am I inviting to speak? Who is even in my professional network? What kinds of companies and organizations am I highlighting? Who am I qualifying to be founder and entrepreneur? How do my biases affect who I view to be founders? And when I invite a person of color to speak on my podcast, am I just asking them about diversity-related things? So these are questions that I've kept asking myself throughout this process. Yet in scheduling my first few episodes, I drew upon my most immediate connections who I knew would accept an interview. And many of those connections were white women. As a result, three-fourths of my episodes feature white women. Sure, you could say a factor is that a disproportionate amount of women founders are white women. But another factor is me prioritizing the speed of my content creation while having this constant nagging in my head of, you need to be more intentional playing in the back of my mind. This is not to say that these conversations were not valuable or that I regret featuring these guests. That's not it at all. But to challenge myself to think about why were many of your immediate founder connections white women? What are you doing or not doing for that to happen? How are you consciously or unconsciously perpetuating white feminism and white supremacy in doing this? I'm putting this out there as a virtual receipt of how I have slipped and the actions I'm taking now because these would be empty words without all of that. So I think I can point to three actions. Number one being using gender inclusive language. So women spelled as W-O-M-X-N instead of W-O-M-E-N. I've already changed this in all of my copy and there's really no excuse for not having done this from the very beginning. Number two, replacing my scheduled June episode with this episode. And I hope with this episode that I was able to provide some resources in learning or actions that you can take that were valuable. Number three, critically evaluating my contact slash outreach list. So I have this whole sheet of people that I want to reach out to for interviews. They vary from people that I know and that have a very high likelihood of accepting to people who are well known and they're more of a reach person. So it varies, but I think critically evaluating who's on there and pairing that with evaluating my professional network and taking time to thoughtfully make new connections if I don't currently have them. So that's another. And the last thing that I want to mention, which I haven't said as an action because it's not yet fleshed out, is how to have a more critical lens on future episodes. I can't do much about episodes that I've already recorded, but I want to figure out how to continue this conversation 
Maybe this podcast is not the right platform to do it. Maybe it is continuing to adding resources to this show notes about Black podcasts and other resources that I can share. I think that is something that I can do. Maybe it's listening to Black podcasts, connecting to their hosts and offering to share their content in mediums that I can, whether it's during episodes or in my show notes, being a book club about intersectional feminism and having discussions, maybe including a bit of that in episodes or including a bit at the end of each episode or just linking whatever I'm reading in current show notes. So I don't exactly know what would be most helpful and feels most genuine. And if the answer is just listen to Black podcasts and you don't need to do anything or address anything in your podcast future episodes, I'll just do that. So that is something I am still thinking about and trying not to do in a problematic way. That is kind of the aim with all of this, trying not to be problematic. Again, this is a recentering around constant interrogation that I was allowing myself to become comfortable about. So it's not going to be, oh, I had a Black guest. Yay, like I'm done here. It's not a one and done solution or check mark. I put out a timely episode on current events, but recentering of how I'm sourcing guests and producing my podcast. I'm hoping that these associated actions are at least steps towards doing that, or at least three things that I can keep myself accountable to throughout the episodes that I put out there. I know that there are probably many other things that I could be doing and maybe better ways of going about this, but these are the few things that came to my mind that I felt that I could do right away. So this series of thoughts is really to keep myself accountable, but I'd also really like your help in keeping me accountable. If you see me straying from these action items or being problematic in how I execute them, or even if you have an idea of how I can better do these things, I request if you have the capacity to call me in or out. I realize that I'm doing my own reflection and interrogation and I can educate myself, so you have no obligation to do that. But if you do have the capacity, I'd really appreciate it. Thank you if you got to this point. I really appreciate it. And I hope that this episode has been helpful to you in some way. Again, my show notes are available at my website, justinegkim.com, J-U-S-T-I-N-E-G-K-I-M.com. And I've also included the direct link to the show notes in the episode description. So you can just use that. I really hope that you check out this list of resources. Again, I do not claim to be an expert in terms of informing what you should be doing, but I hope that this can at least provide you a starting base if, if, if you are just starting on informing yourself and taking action or one piece of the many other sources and places that you should be looking to get information and to take action. So I hope that this is not just one place and I'm sure it isn't, of where you're getting information, but may be helpful in helping you do that. Again, if you have ideas of how to better improve this list or there's just gaping holes or completely off-base things, let me know. I really do mean it when I say you should email me. This is all I really have for this episode, so I hope you got some value from it and I'll see you next month.